What's up, everybody? How you doing? How you living? Dan Keeper and Justin Treese here tonight with you to do a little talking football. Might have noticed our guy, Austin Cunningham, is gone. Apparently, a second-rate golf weekend, not in Utah, is more important than hanging out with the boys. But that's fine because I needed to change up my luck a little bit. All right? We were struggling last week bad. Got to the point where Monday night I watched the first drive of the game and I shut the game off. I watched the corpse bride instead of football. That's how bad my weekend was, and that's all we're going to say about it. Justin Treese, how are you, my man? How could I not be doing fantastic? Like, how could I not? My team goes on the road Thursday night, primetime, injured quarterback, still whoops the shit out of the Saints defense, walk out with a victory, chill on Friday night, feeling good. Saturday, wake up, watch some very boring Ohio State-Penn State game, switch on over, go swimming, watch some Alabama-Tennessee, which was a pretty entertaining game. Tennessee really let their guard down that second half. And then, folks, we got to the big one. Fox, primetime, it's Caleb Williams, it's Caleb Williams, it's Caleb Williams, it's the king, gets the crown, all that to lose to a pig farmer, all that to lose to little Utah, all that to go 0-3 against Utah in the last two years, all that to walk away from the Pac-12, losing last four to Utah, all that to never have, to not have as many Pac-12 championships as Utah does. And Utah's not been in as long. Utah owns USC. It's great for them. Enjoy the Big Ten. If you think that Utah's hard, if you think Utah is hard, enjoy getting your teeth kicked in on Big Ten football. USC is fucked. Utah, or I'm sorry, USC is literally not going to know what to do with Iowa. No. They're they're like we're what, what we're not playing the same sport anymore. Yeah, we're not. This is a, this is a different sport. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's bad news, man. It was that was the most entertaining game though. Like it was so much fun. I don't know how much you watched because it did get pretty late. But um, the most nervous I've ever been for a kick in my entire life. I've never been more nervous. Well, I mean, you know, the last couple of years, Utah's had a very good, a complimentary team. You know, they've had stars. Look at Utah right now. We've talked about it. Uh, Bad Moon is not there. You know, yep. camp, no Cam Rising. Yep. Brent, Brent Keithy Brent. still isn't playing. You, it's a, it's a, you, where are the guys? Where are the, you know, um, even, you know, Britton Covey, you know, is in the NFL. Covey's in the NFL now. Every year, this Utah team's had dudes. Yep. And there's no dudes right now. There is now though. There is now. But you know, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like going into the year, and right now you're like, okay, well, Utah's hurt. They're gonna get healthy at some point and they'll be all right. And typical Utah, like I think it's to the point now where you just need to respect Utah no matter who the hell is on their depth chart. Yeah. No. Because Whittingham is gonna Whittingham is gonna find a way. He's gonna get the boys in shape. And they're not a team you want to play outside of September. You know, September, they might be getting it together still. But now once you get to October, November, December, this is a team nobody wants to play. They've huh. gelled. They've found their, you know, they've found their inner youth. Yep. And we're just ready to roll. Yeah. And Jaquin and Jackson healthy now, running well. 
They bring in Vaki, who is an absolute stud. I'm telling you right now, he will be a lock for a second round draft pick when he's ready. Like he's a sophomore now, so he's got why. So, but he is, and my buddy says this all the time, like he is what everybody wants Hunter to be. Because he plays both ways, right? Vaki is the the starting safety for the Utes, second in the team in tackles. Last two weeks has played running back for the Utes as well. Like playing both ways. He has like 380 total yards of offense. Well, and, and, and like 65% of those came in one game. Well, no, because he had he had 170 last or two weeks ago, and then he had like 190 yeah. this week. So in two games. Say, he, he, yeah, he'd have had a huge game. Yeah. So he's had two so. monster games. Like he's just it it was awesome. It was so much fun. It's a great like we can't we can't be too excited though as Ute fans though, right? Because guess what? College game day coming into town, coming to Salt Lake this weekend with Bo Nix and the Oregon Ducks. I am gonna tell you right now, when I was looking at games, that scares the hell. Like I just stayed away from that entire game. Yeah. You have to. Like, cause you have no idea, man. Cause like this Oregon Ducks offense can run and throw and like they can do everything. Plus their defense is actually good. <laughs> so I just don't. Bo, uh, is Bo Nick still leading the nation in completion percentage? I don't know, but I would hope he so. was for a long time. I would love that for my Heisman, my Heisman bet. I think he's firmly number two out of Pac-12 quarterbacks for the Heisman. He is right now, especially because they lost to Washington for sure. Yeah, so shout out Penix. But we'll get to the games this weekend in a little bit. First, we got some housekeeping to do, ladies and gentlemen. We are still alive in the survivor pool. Seattle came through. Not going to lie to you. I got the text Sunday morning from the guys, and hey, here's what's going on. There's nine people left. Seven people have Seattle. The most horrifying thing I've ever heard in my life. I said I told you that. I was like, that's not a boat of confidence, actually. And then somebody had the Raiders and somebody had, I don't remember, the Chiefs maybe, whatever. They had some other team that won. So one guy dropped out. It's down to now eight people, including me. As a refresher before we open conversation, here's the teams we've already used and cannot use moving forward. The Ravens, Bills, Niners, Eagles, the Detroit Lions, Miami, and now Seattle. So, Justin, I was looking at this today. There was a couple things I liked. Yep. I liked the Jags and Steelers. Like, just that was like one of the first games that popped up. I said, Ooh, I like that. I like the Jets as a three point favorite. I kind of liked Houston as a three point favorite in Carolina because they've been booty. And then I scrolled down, I scrolled down, I scrolled down, saw Bears going to LA, and I thought, Mmm, mmm. A little Charger primetime action. But then the game, the game I found was Kansas City and the Broncos. The Chiefs have beaten the Broncos 16 straight games. Wow. So that's where I'm at. Those are the facts. That, that's a little looking I did. You said you had some stuff, so I'm going to let you go. I did. So first off, I was hoping I didn't realize, I just misread your stuff. I didn't know that you'd picked the Ravens already because I was like, Ravens are the play. Fun fact for you, after the easiest bet in the world last week, Baltimore over the Lions, I tried to tell Austin, I said he was way too confident in it. Yes, everybody, he still owes me. 
that why won that bet. Uh, but, easiest bet of the weekend was the Minnesota Iowa under sir at 32 and a half. Yeah. Yeah. That's also <laughs> okay. true. That's also true. <laughs> I mean, if but, I hit it, it was an easy bet. Yeah. Yeah. But Lamar Jackson is 16 and one against NFC teams in his career. So I was like, yes, I want Baltimore too bad. You'd already taken them. So then another game that I thought I really liked, I like the Cowboys. I like the Cowboys oh. against the Rams. Rams have been very bad lately. If you go back, they've lost four out of five, and their only win, they almost blew it in the second half. They just had a really, really good first half, and then they almost blew it, and then they won in overtime against uh, the Colts. So they have had a lot of bad games lately for over a month now. Cowboys coming off a bye, and McCarthy is 12-5. and five coming off of bias in his career as a head coach. Okay. So showing a pretty good record um, that he, he adjusts well coming off of the buy. So um, I do like the, I do like the Texans. I had that. I do like the Falcons and I know it's the hatred of the Titans as well. Our Falcons. Our Falcons, NFC South leading Falcons, but it is going to be Will Levis first First NFL right. start. Rookie they, quarterbacks, baby. Rookie quarterback. And the Falcons' defense is legit. They would give him fits. They would give him fits. I, I will would take – if there were like – if you could get like Jesse Bates anytime interception, this would be a fun week to play that. You easily could. They have that in, they, we can find that. It's an easy bet to find. I think we're going to do that. Okay. I think we're going to do that. All right. <laughs> um – and have you have taken the Lions already? So that one's. Yep. But I do like the Chargers. So I would say I think the Chargers is pro, it would probably be my favorite bet um, over the Chiefs. So here's my thing, and we talked about this a little bit last week. So I'm just gonna touch on it really quick. Is I can't not use the like, I can't lose and not have used the Chiefs. Chiefs. I here's the that. Chiefs. Here's the Chiefs' upcoming games. They have the Broncos this weekend. And then they have Miami overseas. Yep. By week Eagles. Yeah. So you're not going to be able to. Okay. So yeah, like you're. You it feels feel like, like you now or never for the Chiefs. It does. But, and like, man. Well, how pissed are you going to be that they won 16 in a row and the one time you need them to win if they happen to lose? I know. But at the same time, how many times have the Chargers shit the bed when you needed them? Also true. Go with the Chiefs. Like a lot. <laughs> Actually, looking through the schedule wise, that you know you couldn't comfortably use them for another four weeks. Mm-hmm. You have to. Who do right? the uh, Who do the Jags have next week? A bye. Ooh, I'm gonna take the Jags to beat the bye. Yeah, they have a. Their schedule is actually pretty intense. So they it have is. a they yeah, have a bye, well, and then, and then, the, then Niners. the Niners, and then the Titans, and then Monday night against the. Uh, oh wait, no, sorry. You had the pan. You have the Texans in between that. Texans, okay, and okay. then and then you have the Monday night game. So, um, yeah, I'll uh, I'll let you know when I get that text Sunday morning. But I think are we you both have to go with pretty? You have to go with the pretty Chiefs. comfortable with the Chiefs. Okay, and actually because the Broncos played them tough last game, I actually feel more confident that the Chiefs they're not going to overlook them. Yeah, they're, they're not going to be like, hey, we can walk this, you know, yeah. two and four team. Exactly. Yeah. All right, there. I wanted. I was very close to taking Atlanta though, because I just they're man. Atlanta is like I feel like as the year goes on, Atlanta is going to get so much better. Agreed. 
uh, you know, as Desmond Ritter plays more. So, oh, shit. In two weeks, the Falcons play the Cardinals. Oh, there you go. Mm. Yeah. Watch okay. Kyler Murray come back for that shit. Anyway, but no, well, we got one, week yeah, one week at a time. Yeah, one week at a time. One week at a time. So, all right. So, this week, folks, we are going Kansas City Chiefs in the Survivor Pool. Next, we'll be debuting a new segment that I brought up basically because I needed to get something off my chest because I was so mad after Saturday. And this is just what we learned this weekend. It's very simple. It can be college. It can be NFL. It's just one thing we don't want to forget moving forward about betting. Okay? And here's my thing. James Franklin cannot win big games. Easy as that. Forget it. Just He's not going to win big games. In his last nine games against top 10 opponents, he is 1-8. The one game he won... 2018, thanks to a blocked field goal. Okay, this is not a big game coach. This is a coach you bring in to bring relevance to a program, which he absolutely has at Penn State. But I knew this game was over in the first quarter. In the first quarter, I knew this game was over. It was third and less than one. And do you know what they picked for a play to run? They ran a screen on third and less than one. If you're doing that shit, you're in your own head already. Yeah. Ryan Day was in his head as they came out the tunnel. He coached scared the entire time. They ran zero passing plays over 20 yards again this week. They've ran the least deep passing yardage, your yards per attempt, whatever you want to call it, in college football. They will not push the ball downfield. They are playing absolutely scared for 60 minutes. And you can't that you don't beat Ohio State that way. Yes, you're going to beat Northwestern that way. You're going to beat Nebraska that way. You're going to beat Sam Houston that way. You're not beating Ohio State playing scared. So when they play Michigan this year, if the Michigan football team hasn't received the death penalty yet, I'm going to be taking Michigan because Penn State just does not win big games. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I mean, actually watching that game made me feel very confident that Michigan is the best team in the Big Ten. Like mm-hmm. I thought there like there was a real discussion, but act just watching those two teams play each other, I'm like, yeah, neither of these guys can like, Ohio, like in the worst part is like Penn State and Ohio State did as well. Both teams got a championship effort from their defenses. Yep. Ohio State's defense is legit and Manny Diaz had Penn State working it on Saturday. Unfortunately, Penn State doesn't have an alien. Ohio State does. His name's Marvin Harrison Jr. And you there was there's no counter for that. So yeah, no, Michigan, Ohio State once again is going to be, you know, probably game of the year regular season wise. And yeah, it's gonna it, I think Michigan's gonna roll them unless you know Marvin Harrison is just like, okay, here's the deal. We're throwing it 40 times, and I better get 40 targets. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's just the way it is. For sure, for sure. All right, mine is what did I learn is everybody knows. We brought it up multiple times on this podcast, the Talking Football Parlay. I feel so confident in it. Like, the Jags are clearly going to win this division. They have not been healthy, and they're winning. Oh, you're talking our big parlay. I'm talking your parlay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Two. The Dolphins, even though they got smacked around on Sunday Night Football, they are clearly the best team in that division. The Bills, who, if you remember, 
I don't feel super confident right now, but I did say that they were not going to make the playoffs. I did not have them in the playoffs at the start of the year. If they don't start letting Josh Allen run around more, like how he always has in his career, they will not make the playoffs. That just opens up so much for this offense. And also their defense is really banged up that they're going to be in a lot of shootouts. So that's my opinion of that. Like, I think the Dolphins are the best team there. And then watch, I watched basically every snap of the Falcons Tampa Bay game. Falcons were so much better. They just had they, three, they had three red zone. Turnovers. They were, they, they were, they should have beat them by at least two touchdowns. Easy. They had three turnovers inside the 20. Yeah. Two, two on the one yard line and inside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And inside. Right. So um, what I learned is just that they are just so much better like than that. And I think they can run away with it. And that the, I guess it kind of goes hand in hand with like the bills just need to let Josh Allen run or they're not going to be dangerous. Arthur Smith is so happy that you used the term running away with it to describe how the Falcons are no going doubt. to get to the postseason. No doubt about it. For sure. For sure. Also, Nobody else can see this, but this hat, which you've seen, mm-hmm. Jags have not lost since I bought this hat. Oh my! Why did you have to say that? I know, I, I know. I've been, I've actually been holding why, it. Like why? Weeks. Why did you say that? But you, I, I get it. I get it. It's been long enough. Now you're like, I got to get credit. I got to yeah. get credit for yeah. it because yeah. I'm helping. Yeah. I'm part of this team. I'm, yeah, I'm helping. Exactly. You're welcome, <laughs> Duval. So, uh, all right, okay. Let's move on to bets. Um, it looks like Austin did not put his bets in. Thanks, bud. Appreciate that. Um, he did text them to us, though. So it is now on me to now input them into the spreadsheet as if I don't track happy, all of it. Track all of happy, it. So happy for you. Happy, happy for you. Maybe you should start tracking mine for me. I might do better. Maybe. Maybe. All right. <laughs> We're going to hurry and go through his super quick, and then we'll go through ours. So, um. <clears throat> He started off with Notre Dame versus Pittsburgh Panthers over 44 and a half. He is taking USC minus 11 at Cal. He is going uh, Colorado Buffalo plus 17 and a half at UCLA. Uh, he is going minus seven and a half for Oklahoma State uh, against Cincinnati. He is going North Carolina minus 11 and a half at Georgia Tech. Moving over to NFL, he's taking the over 43.5 in the Saints at Colts. He's taking the Panthers at plus three against the Texans. He's taking the Giants plus three against the Jets. He's taking the over 41.5 in the Jaguars-Pittsburgh Steelers game. And then last, he is taking the over 44.5 Cardinals at Baltimore. Those are his bets with his parlay being the USC minus 11. Is it 11 or 11 and a half? Minus 11. He's taking the Panthers plus three. And then he's taking the Ravens Cardinals over 44 and a half. That is his three game parlay. Okay. All right. And we uh, best wishes to Austin on his bets. Yes. On the college side, here's what I got. And I, I switched things up. This week, you know, every now and then you're like, okay, we need to adjust the mojo in the room. So I have a lot of touchdown team bets this week. I just found myself leaning into them. So first off, we're going Louisville over two and a half touchdowns, 
hosting Duke. Louisville coming off a bye, and Louisville's been good this year. Brian Brom has those boys playing. Duke defense, not been as great this year. Uh, Taking the under 43.5 for Mississippi State and Auburn. Both these teams are struggling with surprisingly strong defenses. Going to take my boys. We're back. Still back off the bye. Your Purdue Boilermakers, over one and a half touchdowns going to Nebraska. Here's the reasoning. They scored 14 points on Iowa. That's two touchdowns. If you can score two touchdowns on Iowa, you can score two touchdowns on anybody. That's simple. Uh, Purdue plays Michigan next week, which means they desperately need this win. Absolutely desperately need this win to keep hopes up before Michigan comes to town. Going to take Wyoming as a five-point dog on the road against Boise. Boise hasn't really played a team that will punch them in the mouth yet. Wyoming has that great running game. I think this one stays close, probably a three- or four-point game either way. Then, uh, folks, this is called hedging. Um, Ohio State plays Wisconsin this weekend. And your boy is going to be sad as hell Saturday night watching on national TV. So give me Ohio State as a 14-and-a-half-point favorite so I can at least feel a little bit of uh, happiness going into the wee hours Saturday night because I think it's not going to be pretty once again. Love it. (laughs) Absolutely love it. All right. Okay. Uh, I'm going to start off with, again, I feel like sometimes I'm the only one going after these big games. We have Georgia-Florida, folks. That is an all-timer every single is it? year. Yeah, is I it? think that game's awesome every year. I feel like that game doesn't matter. It's so like, much fun. Straight up. It's such a fun game. So I'm taking the over 47 in that game. Uh, Tulane, over three and a half touchdowns versus Rice. I'm taking over 52 points in Troy at Texas State. And then I am taking the over 58 and a half Fresno UNLV. That is where I'm at right now. I've been trying to decide on what that final, I still only have nine bets in right now. I'm still debating on my last one right now, but that is my four that I have for college currently. So you're going six NFL. I might, I like, as you're talking, I might add another college one. We don't know. Okay. Well, let me, let me talk into something here real quick. I'm going to take Thursday night on the NFL side, taking the bills to score over two and a half touchdowns. The bills need to lean into the team. They are this year with so many injuries on the defensive side. They need to just let Josh Allen, let it rip. You talked about it earlier. Just let the guy work. Okay. Let Stefan Diggs eat. I think it's going to be a big Dalton Kincaid game with Dawson Knox out. Our boy Kincaid's going to get some targets. Going to take, so Bills over two and a half touchdowns against the Buccaneers. Going to take the Jets over one and a half touchdowns against the Giants. Jets coming off a bye. I think we're going to get right before the bye. They went ahead and gave my guy Garrett Wilson some damn targets. I think he had 14, 15 targets the last time they played. So we're bringing him back in the offense as a true number one wide receiver. I think he gets a touchdown. Maybe Brees Lightning gets a touchdown. We'll see. Falcons, three-point favorite going to Tennessee. Tennessee starting Will Levis. Our Falcons were so close to dropping a 40-burger last week. It's incredible. I think the more reps he gets, Desmond Ritter, noted winning quarterback. He's going to you know start to take care of the ball a little bit better, get more comfortable, et cetera. Learn when it's just okay to go down at the two. You don't need to try to stretch out, score, and have a fumble. 
Uh, going to take the Rams over one and a half touchdowns against Dallas. Seems like Dallas only plays shootouts. Uh, so with the Rams receiving core, Dallas is banged up secondary. I think Cooper Cup has a bounce up, bounce back game. Puka Nakua can always score, uh, and Tutu Atwell is fast as shit. So two of them got to get in the end zone. Then we're going to take Steelers under two and a half touchdowns against Duval. We know Steelers aren't scoring on their first drive. That's going to be a punt. That's a gimme. So I think that one actually stays kind of low scoring with two very underrated defenses. They are very underrated defenses. So I agree there. All right. Okay. That leaves me up. You're right. I love the Bills over two and a half touchdowns versus the Bucks. I'm taking it. Love that bet. Number two. Ravens, minus eight and a half at the Cardinals. Like I said, Lamar Jackson, 16-1 and one against NFC teams in his career, and the Cardinals have not covered a game in the last month. So even though they started, people are still remembering Dude, how they pe- knocked off the September, Cowboys. September lives forever. Yep, they remember them knocking off the Cowboys, and they're like, maybe they're not as bad as what they, we thought they were. Nope. They are, folks. They're as bad as we thought they are. They're not even covering anymore. So eight and a half for the Ravens. I'm taking the minus three and a half Texans at the Panthers. I actually had this in before Austin even had his bet. Um, And then Jags, minus 0.5 first half. Basically just have the lead at, at half. You get it. Next one, Eagles, minus a half a point in the second quarter only. Love this bet. Love this bet. Commanders usually play them pretty tough. I think that the commanders, after what happened last week, I think that they start off strong on defense, but it's just a matter of time before the Eagles kind of start punching them in the mouth. And I think that happens in the second quarter. They will beat them in the second quarter. Lions, they're not as bad as what they were last week, though they were really bad. 28 nothing before you even get your first first down of the game. Folks, that's not great. Lions, get your shit together because people are going to start to think you're fake and just be like, you only beat the Chiefs because you had all offseason to game plan for them. And when you only have a week, can you actually beat really good teams? That's what people are going to start to say if you don't just start dominating people. And the Raiders are ass. The Raiders are on the, the same. Raiders. They're, they're on the same level uh, as the Panthers for me. They're so bad, man. They are so bad. Lions minus eight, Monday night football. There we go. Three-game parlay, what do you got? All right, so for me, I am going – got to flip back over to me. I will be going my Louisville over two-and-a-half touchdowns, Purdue over one-and-a-half touchdowns. Do you get the theme here? And we're also going Bills over two-and-a-half touchdowns. Love it. Love it. I did the overs last week as well. I went over three. I went literally over three of mine. So Love that. Love that. Appreciate it. Yep, real good. Yeah. Um, I was boiling though. I, the, cause the, the first game of the day was, uh, Oklahoma over 65 against UCF and UCF scored with like 10 seconds left or whatever it was. And they needed to go for two to tie it. And that would have put it at like 63, I think, or 62, um, where I'm like, okay, would have gone into overtime and it's going to hit the over. This is great. Wait. They did some bullshit fucking, backwards pass trying to do a double pass from the two yard line where i was just like what are you doing and he didn't even get the pass off uh can we that reminds me talk about how stupid that vikings not getting a punt on their first drive was because jordan addison got manhandled for an interception 
Yep. And then so we lose I lose a bet because of Jordan Addison. And then yep. what happens? Then what happens? The rest of the game, he turns into fucking Randy Moss, drops 32 points on me, so I lose in fantasy too. Yeah. I got just I got I got double, double dipped by Jordan yeah. Addison. You did. You did. All right. Take shit. It's heavier than that guy. For sure. For sure. Okay. God, I was mad. Yeah, I'm sure you were. Um, <laughs> over 47, Georgia, Florida game. I think this game is high scoring. I think Georgia has struggled against certain teams this year because they just don't get up for them. I think that Georgia is at the point where they don't get up for certain teams and they, they're just like, whatever. If we win by 14, like, who gives a shit? Like, it doesn't matter. But the team, when, like, Kentucky, right? That game was just everywhere on social media before it happened, and they end up beating them by 50. That's how this game's going to be. Given, I don't know if they actually went by 50, but I think that both both of these teams score. 47 seems low. Next one, Tulane, over three and a half touchdowns. Tulane's back, folks. They never left. They only have one loss. It was to Ole Miss with Michael Pratt out, and they still competed in that game. I love this. Rice is not good. Tulane is going to score points. I wouldn't be surprised if they have a defensive touchdown and just make it that much easier for the Tulane offense. And then I'm going with the Eagles 0.5 second quarter there. So, um, okay. Those are my three. Is it time to talk about Tulane as our New Year's Six team again this year? So, I think it's going to be them or Air Force. I was going to say Air Force is up there right now. Air Force undefeated. What are they like, 17th, I think, in the nation? Uh, It sounds right. I'm looking it up right now to make Which sure. Which is funny like because this idiot. is the first year. This is the first year that 19. they haven't that they haven't ran the triple option. Like Air yeah. Force is just like, hey, we're gonna play normal football now. Yep, and yeah, they're 19. <laughs> and now they're good. <laughs> Seven and zero. Yeah, it's insane. But I still think Tulane. Yeah, I still think that because Air Force still has. Air Force still has. I don't Boise think they State. played Boise. Yeah, they, and they have UNLV who's six and one as well. But like, I think. I think Air Force can take Boise. We're going to learn a lot about Boise this weekend when they play Wyoming. I want to see how they do with a physical team. But like, I feel like Boise just gets so much name credit. They do. They're they're under 500 this year. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but it's still it's still hard to play at Boise though. Like that's a oh, 100%. Right? So, um it's like playing at the Kibbe Dome. It's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I would love for Air Force to make it because they, it'd be fun to watch. But obviously, we love Tulane. And, like, I love Michael Pratt. Like, I legit think that he's – he might be, like, a top four quarterback in this draft for me. Mm, I don't think I could do four. I'm trying to, like, name off people. You're right. Okay, it's so, like – so yeah. It's not four. Okay. Like, maybe top, like, seven. Like, six, six or seven. <laughs> How about how about this? He's a solid day two quarterback for me right now. Yeah, second or third round pick. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's where I put. That, like, like I feel like that's otherwise right. you're like splitting hairs. Like I think maybe just day two. Day two feels right. That's that's a better saying. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, as I started naming off players, I was like, I'm way above four. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm on double hands. Caleb Drake. Yeah. Uh, Penix. Where do you where do you stand on where do you stand on like Penix and? Bo Nix as like an NFL guy because of their age or just, just in, in general, general. Just in I don't general. um I like Penix a lot um I think they're both obviously you know whenever you're not like a elite of an elite Trevor Lawrence type prospect and even Trevor Lawrence we saw that this was not true is I think landing spot does mean everything yep. uh you know look at Trevor we thought he was like a unbustable prospect 
put him with Urban Meyer for a year. Yeah, he's going to be bad. Um, so landing spot means everything. But like, if Penix could get somewhere where they're, you know, aggressive, like a aggressive downfield type offense, I think he could be amazing. Like him in Tampa Bay would be sick uh, in like the yeah. Bruce Arians type offense. Um, otherwise, like, you know, you got guys like Shitter Sanders, who I think is going to be your slice and dice Drew Brees type quarterback. Yeah. Um, you know, cause he doesn't have the biggest arm. Yeah. So like, and uh, for Bo Nix, I, I got to watch more Bo Nix, um, you know, with him playing West coast, I don't get those games all the time or, you know, it's hard for me to like get up and want to start a game at nine o'clock. So my, my, my Bo Nix takes are going to start in January and I can like go back and watch YouTube cutups and shit. So that's fair. What about Riley Leonard with that dude? I liked him preseason. <laughs> we know that. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I, uh, he's got to get healthy first off. I don't, I think it's still up in the air if he plays this weekend, yeah, which is. is not good for Duke. No, um, but yeah, I think he's going to be, he, he'll probably be like back end of the first round. Yeah. Um, depending, you know, I could see people not liking Penix and Knicks. I think they'll probably be in a cluster together, those three. And I could see um, Penix's injury against him and then of course the age of both uh Penix and um uh, Knicks. and Knicks you know being worked against him and you know is Knicks a system quarterback because he was you know kind of garbage at Auburn and then he yeah. goes to Oregon and all of a sudden he's you know a world beater so I think there's gonna be a lot of really tough questions this would be a good year to go to Indy uh for the combine yeah yeah it would actually man there's a lot of like I feel like there's more interesting quarterbacks in this Actually, draft class than others <laughs> This would be a great year to go to the Senior Bowl for a week and watch football. It would be. It would be. I mean, hypothetically, if you yeah. know, you know, a guy probably. Yeah, I mean, I went. You know, I went a couple years ago with the, with those guys, and it was fun. It was a good time. I'd, maybe a little talking football at the Senior Bowl. Yeah, absolutely. Quinn Ewers, Jordan Travis, Sam Hartman. Love Jordan Travis. <laughs> but like, it's like, and then you have like Jaden Daniels. You had, and then there's Michael Pratt. Like, like there are some names out here, man. Like, mm-hmm. and you know, we're we're starting to get to the crop of the guys that were young during COVID, and they get yeah. the extra year, and they're like a super senior now. Yep. You know, we're suddenly starting to see these guys, and you know, I think that extra year of college football really did help them. Agreed. It really did. You know, yep. it's like playing minor league baseball. There's a reason you don't go straight from college to the pros. Totally. You know, from high school to the pros, there's an acclimation period. And I think a lot of, you know, especially like Penix, you know, he really did wonders going from Indiana mm-hmm. to Washington, Washington and, you know, putting time in. Now he's got two years of healthy ball. So. Yep. All right. I love it. It's going to be interesting to see this play out, especially because my team doesn't need a quarterback. So it's going to be awesome. You just like watch everybody else panic. Michael Pratt, you future dolphin. Dude, backup dude, dolphin. Backup Michael, dolphin. Michael Pratt could be backup to Trevor Lawrence. I'm just saying, like if he's going, you know, with with these quarterbacks we just talked about, now I'm like he could definitely be a day two talent that goes day three. Oh yeah, for sure. Which means like, yo, come be my backup quarterback. Yeah, God, I love him. He's so sick. All right, okay. Um, five legger. Where are we going? Ooh, I gotta, I gotta get spreadsheet back open. I was. <laughs> Too busy daydreaming about quarterbacks. All right. Gosh dang it. For Austin. sure. 
Okay, here's what we're going to do is I'm going to pick one of yours for sure that you did not have in your parlay. Mm. Let's do... See, Jag's got the Steelers. I'm going to say, I like... I like, I like Oz. Sorry, go ahead. Go I was going to say, I'll take the uh, over 52 Troy, Texas State. Yep. All right. Because the Texas State offense fucks. It does. It does. <laughs> And Troy's Troy's defense is good. Troy's defense is good. Don't get me wrong. It it is good. That's, but that's why it's 52 and not 59. 62. Yeah. You know, like, like that it's, it's put into account for sure. Um, Dan, um, I think I like, I think I like the jets over one and a half touchdowns against the giants. Coming off of the bye, I think they're going to be ready. Yeah, I like that. I'm looking at Austin's bets, and I think my favorite one might be Oklahoma State. Is it? Did he parlay that? No, he did not. That might... What are the rules? Do we keep him in the parlay if he's not on the pod? Yeah, we should. Okay, I couldn't remember. Um, I also like, given he has it in his parlay, I do like USC at minus 11. Um, I do like, I think I like North Carolina minus 11 and a half. I think I like that. I'm just trying to like think over this a little bit. I do. I like the North Carolina one as well. Okay. Throwing. So, okay. North Carolina. Is that that's what three? Yep, at uh Georgia Tech. Okay, um, looking at yours, do we put Falcons in? Yeah, fuck the Titans. Yeah, let's do it. If you didn't say it, I was gonna. Yeah, let's put. I that think in okay. There. So like, I know we like rip on the Titans a lot, but I really do think that the vibes are terrible around the building right now. Oh, they yeah. just traded Kevin Byard. We didn't talk about that, but they traded Kevin Byard to the Eagles for chump change. I think a five and a six, something like that. And Edmonds, I like Edmonds though. Yeah, so yeah, but he's not. He's not Kevin Byard. I agree. Hey, um, and the the rumblings are out that they might trade Derrick Henry. Ryan Tannehill's already hurt. We know that Nuke is pissed. Yep. So I mean it. Mm, I can see this getting bad for Hurry. As hey, long as Bijan's tummy doesn't it. hurt, as long as Bijan's tummy doesn't hurt, the Falcons are going to roll. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, okay, so that leaves it up over to my side again. Um, what else do we like of mine? Um, if, we're like... tr- if we're trying not to. How are we on a NFL college split right now? We currently have one, two, two and two. Wow, look at us. Look at us, growth. Mm. growth. That's what I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if we Do we have a Monday night game? It's always fun to throw a Monday night game well, in and have do, everything. Then let's do Lions. I have Lions yeah, Monday right. night. Yeah, I could use a big Jameer Gibbs game Monday night. Okay, cool. I love that. All right, Something so over 52, Troy, Texas State. New York Jets over one and a half total touchdowns against the Giants. North Carolina minus 11 and a half at Georgia Tech. Falcons minus three at Tennessee. 
Lions minus eight versus the Raiders on Monday. Raiders. Okay. There we go. I love okay. it. I absolutely love it. We're good to go. Okay, cool. Um what a big weekend. What a what a big weekend. You know what the best part is? What? It's Halloween weekend. This is the weekend like everybody celebrates Halloween. Mm -hmm. So Sunday and probably Saturday, everybody had to be dressed up in the stands. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a that's like a little secret win we get. Yeah. Little little something extra for the kids. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Man, Utes haven't lost at home in like four years, but it's Oregon. It's we're coming off this huge win. It's just and we lost surprise. We lost another player. We lost our stud middle linebacker leading the leading the team in tackles. He's out for the year, so that hurts. Just grab like a random tight end and put him at linebacker. You'll be fine. Yeah, basically the Utah way. Yeah, so it's gonna be if I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go that far. Don't well, I'm glad that you. Uh, I'm glad that you have faith in your team. You're like, ooh, I just don't know if we're gonna win. I'm like, I just hope we stay within a couple, within 21 of them. Yeah, yeah. It's a tough break. Yeah, it's a tough break. But you knew it was gonna. Given, I didn't think it was gonna be this bad. I still thought Wisconsin was gonna be pretty good this year, but. It, yeah, it's a huge uh, I mean, overhaul. Like Wisconsin, yeah, that's a thing. You know, they're rebuilding it from the ground up. Yeah. So it's like patience, patience, patience. But um, you know, I just uh Tanner Mordecai getting hurt does suck. But brain loss. I mean, that last drive, he he did look good. So there you go. We'll see. Love it. All right, folks, that does it for us. Um, Austin, hope you have a great time golfing wherever you end up golfing at. Um, everybody else, good luck in your bets. Good luck in fantasy. Good luck to your teams. Sucks to be USC. Fight on. Um, you guys suck. Um, what was that? They do this. USC they, does they this. Do, they do that? Yeah, that's their thing. I've never, I've never seen that. Oh, they do this, so everybody does. Like, it's like the hook and horns down, but they everybody else just does this. This is P. This is a peace sign. Every, for everybody uh, listening, this is good, yeah. good podcast. It's he has podcast. his index finger and his middle finger up, the peace making sign. a peace sign, and that's fight on. Yeah, that is the lamest thing I've ever heard in my life. USC is lame, so it makes sense. Wow, wow. All right, okay. Appreciate you all tonight. We've been talking to